Hey guys, we're back today with the Wiz of Ecom. He was with us about a month or two ago. His episode, I think, is number one or number two most popular podcasts on my channel. Uh, Wiz, my friend, how are you? I'm doing absolutely amazing, homie. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. So I posted a poll on Twitter about getting Wiz back on to talk about Utopia and the community and everything that he's doing. So uh, this episode is really just going to be a conversation where Wiz is going to share with us kind of some of his inspiration behind starting Utopia and some of the steps that he's taken to actually build Utopia. And today, Wiz, I think you're at about what, 2,000 plus paying members? Is that correct? Yeah, we're sitting at about 2,100 Utopians right now. 2,100 Utopians. I got involved with Wiz in the community um, about actually a month ago, exactly. And there's a lot of really cool things that are happening in the community. Um, So Wiz, I guess without further ado, do you mind starting from the beginning? Like, what were you working on at the time? Why did you think Utopia was a good idea? What was that all like? So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a backstory first um, about why I, I started it all and then the direction that I'm going to and how I really believe as of right now, the most powerful asset an individual can have for these next few years is going to be holding on to your own community and building a community. This is going to make each and every one of you, if you do this right and well enough, multimillionaires, and it's probably the most powerful asset. So to stand, to take a zoomed out point of view of what happened, um, when I was 14, my cousin and I were making quite a few thousand dollars a month because we were introduced to forums and we were figuring out different ways to make money online. We found out YouTube methods, Instagram methods. And at 14 year, years old, we flew to Dominican Republic, stayed in Punta Cana, stayed in Santo Domingo. We were traveling, buying Xboxes and everything because of information that we learned on forums. And by 17 year, years old, I had a multi-million Instagram network um, that in all methodologies that I learned through forums. When I left the forums behind, I was inside of a partnership where we were building Shopify apps, e-com stores, SaaS products, and an agency. And I would still on the side on all of my windows, I would have three monitors on my left window. I would always have a forum open where I would just learn about random tips and tricks. And it always kept my mind strategic and learning how to connect the dots with these neuron connections that I would have never had before. Because I don't really read books. I don't really read blogs too much, but forums are just bite-sized pieces of value. So throughout the years that, that passed, I turned 21 and I left my partnership last year in April of 2021, or was it March, March or April? And I'm like, Damn, I have a Twitter audience now of like three, 4,000 followers, but I'm having the same problem. Everyone's tweeting platitudes. Everyone tweets a shallow, shallow based knowledge. And I couldn't find anyone to really network with. So I had this selfish decision and it was selfish at the, at the time. I'm like, I'm going to figure out a way for myself to create a mastermind group of people that I can strategize with on a continuous basis and, and learn from each other. So it can catapult all of us like this PayPal mafia type of vibe. And that's where the idea of the utopia was born. Um, from my last partnership, I took my creative director, Ross, with me. And Ross came alongside myself and he started coming up with concepts. It was just going to be a community, right? I, I'm obsessed with branding. Branding is, is one of the most important elements of, of any company because it gives you a personality for the company and people believe in it. People are able to follow along with it as, it's, as if it's a movement, which is a, a crucial factor in a company's growth. And, and Ross came up with the idea. He's like, it's a utopia, bro. And I was always addicted 
to utopias. Since I was a kid, I'm like, why isn't a utopian society achievable, right? I see so much crap going on in the world where people are yelling and fighting over an inch of land for absolutely no reason, right? There's supposed to be human beings where we pull each other up instead of kicking each other down, but we're so power hungry and crazed where we, we, we're, we're trying to fight each other when we should be finding the depths of the ocean. 90% of the ocean is unknown. The space of, uh, on top of us, we're, we're in a universe that's forever expanding and infinite, but we're fighting with each other like Neanderthals on this bloody earth. And I've always been obsessed with utopias. So Ross knows this about me. And he's like, bro, it's our utopia, like a library of Alexandria for marketers. And I'm like, this guy is a genius. So we ran with that concept and I built a forum where on a daily basis, day and night, I started posting value and value and value to start instigating this and, 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 and incentivizing people to start posting their own value. I ran about a month and a half hype campaign for this, went live on May 1st of 2020. And ever since then, it's just been, it's just been expanding and growing. So that's the idea of how the utopia came about, where it is um, um, from the start of it all and what inspired me to start it all. Wow. You, you answered a lot of my questions already. So we're, we're recording this on, on June 8th, 2021, right? So you've, you've been at this now for about, it sounds like 13 months. Were, yeah. were there times when you were like, you know, I was going to quit? Were there times where things were tough? Has it all been kind of you know, rainbows and sunshine? Um, talk, talk to us about like kind of some of your mindset throughout this. <laughs> Rainbows and sunshine, never. Um, I, I'm at a point right now where I'm able to manage my expectations. Everyone here has to understand that shit will never work out 100% perfectly. And you got to expect things to hit the fan. Um, there are going to be points where it is absolutely terrible and horrible, but you're not going to stop right there in hell. You're going to continuously move forward. And it's because we demand excellence with what we have. Uh, I, I'm uh, fortunate enough to have had so many failures under my belt throughout the previous years that I've expected this failures initially to product was validated right off the bat, which was relief for me. So I knew that it's always growing, but I had periods where things were just like, like guys, at the end of the day, I went from doing multiple, multiple seven figs on different clients, brands and our own brands, et cetera, and doing wonderful profit months to going all the way to zero. And Utopia in the first six months was only at 6K MRR. And the amount of time that I was putting in, people thought it was, it was ludicrous. Don't get me wrong. On the side, I had an email marketing agency. I had other projects that I was working on on the side as well. But, but I knew from a, a long-term point of view to manage my expectations, it's going to be a long bootstrap journey where I'm going to have to build something to, to a point that's going to be changing and impacting people's lives that I can also leverage for multiple revenue streams and, and not only pull people up with me, but grow a power team of individuals that are always providing mass value. So shit hits the fan. And, and But I will never have a doubt in my soul that things won't work out because I always know that no matter how challenging the work is, I will always get it done to the highest degree. The only thing that's in between myself and getting that done is time. So the only challenge I've ever had is just patience. Man, I, I love that. I've got so many questions. Wow. Like I'm overwhelmed with how much information that you're providing, how much value you're giving. So thank you. Um, in terms of like the team side, right? So there's you, you mentioned kind of a creative director. For someone that's thinking about starting, scaling, and retaining community members, uh, what does the team need to look like, right? Do you need developers, designers, marketers, copywriters? Like, what does your team look like? And, and are there certain things that you've learned that you didn't need, or are there certain things that you you thought you didn't need, but you actually needed? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, when it comes to the team, 
Uh, I, my, my team is smarter than me. That's your end goal. I'm obsessed with hiring and, uh, and building a team with a beautiful culture. Every single individual my team is better at me in areas that will make me more money. That's the truth, right? And when I first started Utopia, it, it was myself and just Ross. Ross and I were literally posting mass value on a weekly basis um, and sometimes even daily. And we were incentivizing other people to post inside of the Utopia as well. And we're like, this isn't sustainable. If it's always us posting value, it's never going to grow. Um, so what we've done instead now is we hired a community manager, which should be one of your first hires immediately. Community manager is someone who's always rallying up the community and incentivizing them to post which is having different sections in your community. I had a call with Lorenzo Green, who's the owner of AdWorld, and he gave me this phenomenal piece of insight, which is have a lounge, a section where people don't just talk value, but they get to chill out. They get to talk about the Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul fight. They get to talk about just, just their setups and their rooms, have a lounge section and have your community manager post a lounge shit post once a week. Then on top of that, have another post um, for a discussion once on a weekly basis, have a challenge bi-weekly. And in each of those posts have internal trigger words that hype up and rally up your community inside, inside of that community, get them all feeling proud and patriotic about your community and your branding that you have. And that's what the community manager's role is. He also welcomes every single new member. So so I have a free trial and it helps out with the continuation, right? We have about 70% of the people continue from a free trial to a paid plan, which is way above industry standard. And it's because of the welcoming uh, messaging and series. Then the other hire that I recommend is going to be um, a, a partner, um, like, like a basically someone who's in charge of all the partners and the partnerships and the sponsorships. Basically what you're going to be doing is finding other big brands and getting them to post inside of your group and exchange for something. For example, a promotional post or some sort of uh, monetary exchange, 500, 1,000 bucks, and they post inside of your group once on a weekly basis on a designated day. So those are, and then there's going to be yourself, which is going to be the face the face of a community is key. A face of any brand is key. Look at your, your agency, for example, Chase. People come to your agency because of you. People go to Nick Jacobford's agency because of Nick. People go to these agencies because they have a big face for the brand. And I know a lot of big brands like Booty Brands, for example. They have Danita Young. They all have a big face for the brand that is easy to rally up a community. So your role would be the face of everything. So three people. Uh, is, is what I recommend initially. Then in the future, I, ha I have right now three different community managers. I have designers. I have um, for, for, for visuals of like static images and visual Im uh, videos. I have people who are in charge of the partnership agreements. I have the CEO role. I have a systems operational role. And yeah, those are the main roles that I ha we have right now. Super helpful. Thank you for that. And, and I completely agree. I always tell everyone as well, like my team is way better than me at the things that they were hired for. And that's great. And people come it's in difficult. for it's difficult to come to that realization, though, isn't it, Chase? Because like it's ego, right? Everyone wants to be the smartest person in their company. But if you are, then you're never going to scale your company beyond what it should be because it's only your ideas. You're stuck in a paradigm. It was something that took me a very, very long time to realize. And once I realized it, I've now been somewhat removed from like the day to day of the the agency of doing like the client work and the things I yeah. used to spend time on for probably about 13 to 14 months. And the reason I know that is because I basically, as soon as I had my daughter, um, that was kind of when I took a step back and was more focused on like moving the business forward and the hiring and the partnerships and the biz dev, right? And it's been the most freeing thing ever. I didn't think I would be able to ever take a day off. I didn't think I'd ever be able to, you know, go on a vacation. And now being on the other side of it, like it is freeing. So not having yeah. any ego for me now, it's been the best thing I could ever 
you know, imagine. So I, I want that for, for others. And I think that's a really great point that you make. Um, and it's the reason it's the reason we became an entrepreneur in the first place. We wanted the freedom, but why would we go and, and uh, screw ourselves over by being so deep in the trenches 24 seven? Our goal is to literally take a step back and live freely. It, it, exactly. Right. And I, I talk about this too, like a business that can't operate without you is not a, it's not a business, right? It's mm-hmm. a side hustle. It's a dependency, whatever you, you want to call it. And it's not necessarily bad. Maybe people want to be involved in their business. But for me, I really care about quality of life and having different experience, whether that's with friends, family, you know, coworkers, right? So I, that's really what, what I like is all of this. And that's how you get all of that is through building the systems, the process, and the people. Um, very cool. So I want to talk now about like Utopia 2.0 and kind of retention. I think those two are really tied together. Um, I know you were growing Utopia pretty rapidly, but I feel like over the past, you know, one, two, three months, just the acceleration has been insane as you've been prepping for kind of Utopia 2.0. Can you talk about like what the difference in between 1.0 and 2.0 is and like, you know, retention of community members in general and how this does or doesn't tie in? Okay. So when it comes to retention, uh, we're way above the industry standard right now and the industry benchmark. We're sitting at about an 88 to 90% retention rate month over month with the LOV, like I believe is sitting at eight or nine months. We have people, uh, for example, Warren Weakness gave me a call the other day. He's like, dude, I closed people on the Utopia affiliate plan about like literally a year ago when, when Utopia first went out and live. And he's like, I'm still getting payments to this day. It pays my grocery bills. And it's ridiculous because not like, like you need to have not only mass, mass, mass amounts of like acquisition sources. If your value shit, then no one's going to be retaining. And retention is an art, right? Retention is an art. And I've tweeted this out because the strategies behind this is really understanding the depths of human psychology. And Utopia 2.0 was basically understanding this concept of want to race to zero. Everyone is providing mass amounts of value for the lowest amount of pricing. Think about Netflix. Think about all of these subscription brands who are providing you what a normal movie would cost when you would go to a movie theater for 24 bucks. You're getting tens of thousands of them for $14.99. That they want this race to zero of jab, 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 right hook. Give, 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 get back. I'm giving so much amounts of value, literally 3,000 strategies that were already inside the Utopia. And we consolidated these and put them into a sequential order to help people master skills. And we call them paths and quests and they're courses now. So now there's courses inside the Utopia across every single avenue that you can imagine. A course would be on Facebook ads, on mastering it, on on creating an email marketing agency, on creating a branding agency, on how to boost your store's conversion rate, how to define a winning product. Uh, We have um, how to dominate customer support on every course that someone could fathom. And there's more going to be added on a uh, a, a bi-weekly basis, which is exciting. Exceptional, and it helps retention retention because people always have a reason to go back inside Utopia. Um, I'm talking to my friend Zach Duncan. He has a really kick-ass Facebook ads agency, and what he's told me is like, why do people check the news? They check the news because there's always something new. It's in the bloody name. There's always something new. And that's what Utopia needs. It always needs something new. So people are always going in discussing stuff where we incentivize them with, with discussions on to, to open their minds beyond what they were usually at in the past, right? Like who, who are these people um, trying to become in life? And we help pull each other up. So on top of the, the, the courses, on top of the 3,000 posts, there's members of everyone in here who believes in one same reason and one same belief. 
We all believe in collective progression. We pull each other up instead of kicking each other down. We all want to reach financial freedom. We all want to become the best versions of ourselves. And we all want to be fulfilled, fulfilled. So we help each other scale. We help each other start businesses. We help each other bring brides to eight things or make your first dollar online. And then we all work together to reach fulfillment. And, and this is us versus the, this, the side of Twitter where everyone's selling courses and everyone's selfish in for themselves, only want to benefit themselves. We don't care for that. We work together to help each other grow. So that helped out with the retention as well because people feel like they're a part of something. And then the last but not least is our bi-weekly live calls, which is a part of Utopia 2.0, where we're working with top tier brands, seven, eight, and nine figure brand owners. And we get to interview them and utopians personally, like real conscious beings get to ask their own tailored questions to experts in their respective fields. Like no one does to this extent what Utopia is doing because there is no other Utopia out there. We're paving a path and all the Utopians are across this journey with us. We're paving a path towards becoming the best versions of ourselves and there's no other community out there like this. And every time you talk, I'm just sitting here listening and I'm just so inspired and I'm like almost daydreaming of all these possibilities and these things. So this this is incredible. question for you. So in in a lot of communities, whether it's like a Facebook group or other paid communities, I've seen a lot of people be very overly promotional, right? When they, when they make a post, it's pretty obvious that they're posting to try to drive business. In Utopia, I haven't noticed that. Like I haven't noticed anyone being promotional or overly promotional. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think there hasn't been spam or kind of that type of thing in Utopia? Utopia is extremely exclusive. It's extremely exclusive. I don't let anyone uh, post a promotion. All promotions are only approved by myself. And I have a closed off topic inside the Utopia where I, I only allow six new promotions on a monthly basis. People pay for a promotional slot and that's basically it. Um, no one else is allowed to promote their product without an approval by me. So for example, every 50 posts of value in the Utopia, there's probably one promotional post. That is it. And that is like unheard of. You're scrolling through Twitter, every third tweet's a promotion. You're scrolling through Instagram, every fifth to a post is a promotion. You're scrolling through Facebook groups, every literally every post is a promotion at the way end. We make sure to not have that. We make sure to make sure that, that the experience is as valuable and and exciting. You know, I want people to enjoy this. I want people to feel comfortable in the utopia, right? And that's what people are feeling now. I don't want them to feel bombarded all the time with confusion. They just have what they need to do, stay in, get what they need done. They get out, implement, make money and come back. That's it. The only time time I promote something is if I know it's going to help out the utopians. Everything is with utopians in mind. The utopia is nothing without utopians. So if you're a utopian and I know that this Facebook marketing application would help you out for this pixel application, then let's fucking go and implement it inside. Let's go and implement this and, and make sure that you guys get a discount on this and you guys get to implement it and make money from it. I love that. So, so I think it really, comes out to, to two main things then, right? One is, you know, curation slash quality of people. And then two, right, is having, you know, rules and very kind of strict regimen of what what's acceptable and what's not. And I think where people go wrong in the communities where you see a lot of this is, you know, they let anyone and everyone in. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but that's just part of what you get. And then two, um, the, the rules and the laws or kind of the restrictions are kind of loose, right? They're not very strict. You know, mm-hmm. this person can do that, but a different person can't. Where on yours, it's like, it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to be treated the same way. Um, and a lot of times in Utopia, I think that's for better, right? In other communities, it's for better or for worse. So that's awesome. Um, 
in terms of, I guess, you know, growth channels, right? So we, we, we talked a lot about what Utopia is, the inspiration, kind of the quality of the content. In terms of like the, the growth, I know you mentioned hype campaigns, but like what channels for you have been really effective and what channels have not been effective in terms of actually growing Utopia, uh, the membership? Um, so I'm going to start with what hasn't worked first. Uh, and I'll tell you why we believe it hasn't worked. Number one was Facebook ads. We've tested, tried, we spent tens of thousands and we just couldn't get it to work. And we realized there's no one for us to benchmark, to study of other people doing what Utopia did, which is very unique because we're the first of its kind to this extent who has a community like this. This isn't like Black Hat World and all those type of communities. Utopia is a really closed off collective progression group where we have everything that someone ever needs to make money online. So we, we tried implementing multiple different styles of creatives, all these different types of testing. I had a, I had a list of 1,500 paying members, I had a list of 4,000 plus course payments, and I, I created a lookalike audiences with this all. We tested and tried multiple broad targeting versus very niche-based targeting, and nothing seemed to work. And, and, and realistically, we believe it's because of our funnel. The funnel wasn't the greatest at the time. We tested um, long page copy, short page copy. We tried long video ads. We took the people who watched the long video, got the people who watched 75%, created a new, um, added them to a new ad set. And we tried putting them to different funnels. None of them worked. And I had the call with Lorenzo Green and he told me he's the owner of AdWorld and everyone listening to this has definitely seen an AdWorld ad. He's like, dude, you're a marketer. He's like, why the hell do you have a feature benefits-based ad on your top of funnel? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, if you're a marketer and you want to impress marketers, you better have the greatest freaking marketing ad the world has ever seen on your top of funnel ad. I'm like, shit, you're right. So we're going to retry with Facebook ads with such absurd, ludicrous-based ads that the world has never seen before. Just like how AdWorld did their own version and their own respective way. At the end of the day, I have so much homage and respect for, for Lorenzo for what he's taught me over there. He's opened my eyes up. So that's one failure, but that we're going to be fixing up. Um, the other failures have been influencer marketing. I tried a lot of theme pages. I've spent quite a few thousand dollars on, on theme page shoutouts. Um, towards Utopia, towards funnels and landing pages. None of them work. And the main issue is because theme pages in the big money online niche have majority of their audience in developing countries. And those people do not have the highest purchase intent. So that was a massive failure. Um, influencers work better if it's a real person behind the brand, in my opinion, that I've noticed with the Utopia and building community. Um, there's also Google ads, Google ads. We tried dozens of different, like hundreds of different keywords, ran campaigns for quite a few months, didn't get any sort of traction from that, but we're going to retry now with a newer funnel. So I, I feel like the main issue has been creatives and funnel based, as well as not having the right targeted audience. Those are the three things that we had as big problems. And we have solutions for all three, which I just said in the, uh, which I just brought up now, um, what has worked. What has worked is your own personal brand. I have my own personal brand. Um, that was the key player at first, but I feel like it's plateaued for a while. So from the from the growth from coming in from Twitter. So I had Twitter audience, all of them bring the first 1500 members. Now the new traffic sources that I've been implementing have been strategic partnerships. And, and, and just overall um, micro mergers, which is basically what we did with Chase, right? With you, Chase. Um, we had to leverage your email list on a monthly basis. We get to post campaigns, your, your Instagram stories, et cetera, et cetera. And we're basically borrowing your audience of a few hundred thousand people total across every asset that you have. And you post about Utopia. And now you get like, like, like multiple people coming into Utopia on a monthly basis. 
And I do this multiple times over. Of course, not everyone's going to be getting equity. It's literally only Chase right now, but everyone else is going to be getting small um, exchanges, which is going to be, hey, my promotional post section in Utopia is 2K a month. I'll give you a free slot in exchange to be posted in your email list of 25,000 people who and you have a 40% open rate. Post me on a sponsored post inside and I'll give you a promotional post inside Utopia. We do exchanges and it's all about leverage. What can you leverage from your own assets in exchange for someone else's assets and do a, a, a nice conjoint strategic partnership together? So that has been another big power play. And last but not least is TikTok. TikTok is something newer. We've been playing around with it. We had a day where we got like 25 members from TikTok. And now we have a guy completely dedicated to TikTok post creations of one to two on a daily basis. I have a friend right now who grew a community of 130,000 people just from TikTok alone. He gave me his methodology. I'm implementing it. Uh, full respect to him. And I'm going to be implementing it and, and seeing how we can dominate this omni-channel presence on TikTok as well. Wow. Amazing, dude. Well, thank you so much for the insights. You answered, you know, if most, if not all my questions and then some, is there anything you want to kind of talk about that I missed or any kind of final words before we wrap this up? I'm, I'm really excited to go launch this actually today. I'm, I'm excited to get this episode out right away. My main piece of advice is everyone own your piece, own your own piece of traffic. Owning traffic is not a Twitter account. Owning traffic is not an Instagram account. Owning traffic is your email list and it's a community. Everyone, this is the greatest foundational launch pad you have for any brand. Your community is just your baseline traffic source while you get other partnerships and affiliate deals and, and, and for example, um, uh, build your own SaaS product and you sell it in your own bloody community. You sell it in a community. If I own Utopia and you own a different community in the health niche, then you come to the Utopia and be like, hey, every entrepreneur needs to have their health aligned. So we work a strategic partnership where I, uh, I cross promote you, you cross promote me. There's so many deals like this where you should be growing your bloody community and getting this piece of an audience audience online ASAP before you completely um, um, get, get demolished by, by um, Twitter and Instagram's um, the sensory, right? It's all about sensory right now. But when you own that audience base, you can sell any product that you want to them as well as teach people and you feel more fulfilled. In my opinion, the most important thing anyone can move into right now is building your own owned traffic source. That's it. Wiz, I love it. Go follow Wiz on Twitter. He's Wiz of Ecom. I'll drop his link below. If you want to check out Utopia, I'll drop the link below for that as well. Highly, highly recommend. Uh, Wiz, uh, we have Kobe Gatsby coming on for Utopia, doing a live on Friday. Is it the the 11th or what's the date that he's coming on? It's the 11th at 4 p.m. EST. Awesome. So that's happening uh, this week, depending on when you're listening to it. You may or may not miss it. Hopefully you don't miss it. And then is it later this month, we're bringing on Nick Shackelford? Yeah, we got Nick Shackelford. Guys, these are all not recorded. It's a one-time session. Like you're literally getting access to the 3,000 strategy posts, 2,000 members, 33 courses on mastering skills to make you money online, online and a bi-weekly live call with seven, eight, and nine-figure brand owners, um, all for $19.99. It's absurd, the, the value over there. But just know that these live sessions where you have access to ask these guys and these seven, eight, and nine-figure brand owners questions, um, they won't be recorded. So it's a one-time thing. So when you guys do have the opportunity, jump in and listen to those ones for sure. Love it. Wiz of Ecom on Twitter. Check out the link below to join the community. Wiz, thank you so much as always for your time and your insights. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chase. Have a great one.
All right, cheers.